welcome to another episode of Daring Faith. We're super excited for today's episode and thrilled that you all decided to tune in. I'm Simina. And I'm Jen. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. Daring Faith is a podcast designed to empower the everyday Jesus-loving guys and gals to be bold, to be different, to be set apart, living defined by Christ for a purpose and for such a time as this. So today, we have the privilege of talking to Debbie Oladiu as she shares the importance of community and fellowship within the church. Hi, Debbie. Hi. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? We're very good. Yeah, doing well. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here with us today. Um, This is such a perfect follow-up episode uh, to our last one about friendship, and we can't wait to hear what you have to say. But before we can get started, can you briefly introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about you? Sure. My name is Debbie Olario, and um, as most of you may know or don't know, I'm not Romanian. <laughs> Fun fact. I, I'm not Romanian, but a lot of people always speak to me in Romanian, and mm-hmm. I try my best to answer, because I do understand, but my speaking is not that great, so I apologize. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> no, I, I became a, a Romanian-American mm-hmm. in uh, when I married Corey Olaru. Well, I guess you guys call him Coco, but yeah. Yeah. he introduced himself to me as Corey. So. I was <laughs> like, so what, stuck. you're a Coco? <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> God, are you sure? <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, I joined the Romanian community when I married Coco. And I uh, left my community, uh, Church of God. I grew up Church of God in Mm -hmm. San Fernando Valley and um, came and was very shocked to see that what I thought would be Church of God, you know, in the Romanian church was very different from the Church of God I was raised in. Mm -hmm. Um, And to see the different culture that was happening there, that was uh, kind of mind-blowing. All of a sudden, I'm sitting on the men's side of the front (laughs) row and... (laughs) There's a women's side, and I'm like, uh, I've been to church and was born in church and raised in church, and I've never seen a men's side and a women's yeah. side. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been a, a journey with God, a journey with growing, and mm-hmm. I'm very happy. I'm thankful for what God brought me into and how he's used me in the uh, Emmanuel Romanian Church in music and worship and praise and in prayer and uh, mentoring the young women that uh, I love so much and care so much about and want to invest in. So hopefully that comes across today. Uh, I, I don't claim to be an expert in anything, but I know Jesus is. So Yeah, amen. All right, let's get into this. So let's start things off with just a pretty general question, but what does community and fellowship really mean? Well, I can give you a definition that comes from the books, you know, um, it's pretty much uh, (laughs) in the broader sense, the group of people who share like values, beliefs, Mm -hmm. purposes, Uh, community is a group of people sharing their God-given talents and abilities to achieve a common goal. Mm -hmm. In God's word, we're encouraged to build the Christian community by nurturing and encouraging others mm-hmm. and ourselves to use the talents and skills God gave us yeah. Yeah. Um, to help our community. And that's not for our glory. That's not for us to feel pride, right. but for his glory and mm-hmm. his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's like the broad 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh my gosh, that's the big definition. Yeah. But what does yeah. it really mean? And for me, and um, personally, it's my inner circle of friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's two circles. There's your inner circle, and then there's your little broader circle mm-hmm. in this community. And your inner circle are the ones that you trust. Mm-hmm. They're the people that you go to that you know are going to speak wisdom into your life. Yeah. They're the ones that um, are going to encourage you and help you in fulfilling the destiny mm-hmm. that God's given you. And they're also the ones that are going to hold the mirror of the Word of God up to you mm-hmm. and say, hey, you, you're getting off track. You're, mm-hmm. Look, you're, you're going a, a little bit away from what you said God called you to do. Mm-hmm. And they bring you back with the Word of mm-hmm. God. But they don't do it to hurt you or they don't do it with a, a bad spirit. They do it in love yes. and yes. in caring. And you, you can feel that. You might feel like, you know, like somebody has just, you know, pricked you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's to help you realize, wait a minute, yeah, I do need to, to kind of shift my perspective one more time. I mm-hmm. need to look at myself through God's word and am I lining up with what God said to do and in, in the way he chooses to do it or am I getting into myself? Yeah. And that to me, it's, if you don't have that inner circle to hold you accountable to line up with, to um, do life with, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm not, it's not just the fun times, it's not just hanging out and, you know, uh, it's, it's more the quality time, mm-hmm. but yeah. the quantity as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they're the people that you see them good, you see them bad, they know you're good, they know you're bad, they see everything you do, they're walking with you, and they still love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? through it all yep and they're there to help eat. They, they share the fun mm-hmm. but you know when you go through the hard times which do come mm-hmm. they're also there they're the ones helping you lift the load when you can't do it by yourself yes yeah. and yeah. that's what's needed mm-hmm. yeah. um we'd love to hear your story of coming into the romanian culture yes and getting <laughs> plugged in if you'd like to share like what did the process look like for you <laughs> <laughs> baptism of fire <laughs> let's say jumping off the cliff (laughs) um it was very interesting and very wonderful Mm -hmm. and um, I wouldn't say I was scared because I'm not typically scared Mm -hmm. I knew that God had brought Corey and I or Coco and I together Mm -hmm. I knew that um this was his purpose for me and I didn't marry young I married in my later years and I had told God just hit me over at two before (laughs) (laughs) hit me over the head with a two before when it's time for mm-hmm. for me to get married because I had dated many men before and been engaged a couple of times and it was like I would always tell them you know God is first mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. I would tell them the things that needed to happen for me to be to go through with being you know not just an engagement but being married these right. were my priorities these right. were my yeah. um, focuses mm-hmm. and um my mother would be praying, I would be praying, and for some reason it wouldn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so finally I just told God, you know, God, I know you have the perfect person. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to hit me over the head with a two before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're ready. And that two before was Coco. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And he, you know, I, I, when we started dating, I came and I saw the Romanian church. And I think it was interesting to me because I was thinking Church of God would be like what I grew up Mm. with. You know, I I grew up Church of God, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, There were men on the left side, women on the right, 
and my husband my husband to be was sitting on the front row on the men's side and so I would sit next to him so he could translate when I visited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course <laughs> um, I'm very expressive I love mm-hmm. to worship. I love to praise God. I lift my hands. This mm-hmm. is the way I was raised. Yeah. I've always sang in choir, sang in worship, mm-hmm. um, been involved in prayer and teaching in the Church of God. And so I came in with that mindset, and it was I could see how much people loved God. Mm-hmm. I could see their ex, their um, their prayer when they prayed. You could feel the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but their expressions. Nobody smiled. Nobody mm-hmm. showed joy. Yeah. Nobody lifted their hands. Nobody clapped. And I thought, uh, God, <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. you here, but what's what's going on? Mm-hmm. So yeah. for me, it was a very big culture shock. And, um, you know, but I still felt God's presence, and I knew the people there loved him, and I knew they, they were serving him, and they were doing what he called them to do. So mm-hmm. I had that peace. Yeah. You know, that was my first introduction but once we got married i got 425 people at my wedding wow did you know them all <laughs> i knew moni and titus because they had invited us over to their house mm-hmm. and um, pretty much the rest of them i i said hi to and i i met you know and years later when i was looking at our wedding video i would go oh so what is it? Was that our wedding, honey? <laughs> Look at them; they're right there. He goes, so "Yes, funny. dear." And I was like, "Yeah, but I didn't know them then." Yeah, he's like, now. "I invited them to that." <laughs> That's funny. So you mm. know, it was it was a culture shock, mm-hmm. and um, for me, the first year of marriage, I I told my husband, "Honey, I love you very much, but I really need to go to my, the church I grew up with, the American Church." So we would split, like mm-hmm. we would do the morning at the American church that I grew up with, which is Church of God, and in the evening we would come and do Romanian. Oh. And so um, it helped me transition mm-hmm. more right. and more. And that's what we were committed to doing. But then God called John, Corey to, um, to come and be the uh, direct music director mm-hmm. for Emmanuel mm-hmm. Church as a full-time position. Mm-hmm. and. So then Corey said, honey, I, I can't go anymore, both services. He said, "If when you need to go, I don't mind you going. But he said, we need to commit here. And I right. said, okay. Mm-hmm. And it, probably once a month I would go mm-hmm. to the church where my mom and my uh, dad were and mm-hmm. you know would reconnect with my friends and everything. But as he became more involved and it became harder with our son, um, Joshua, it, then I would I became more uh, uh, committed here. Mm-hmm, right. I think the one thing that um, made a difference for us, and um, it's a little long story, so I'm sorry about that. No, good, good. We when we got married, we honeymooned in Europe for five weeks. Wow. And two of those weeks were in Romania. Mm-hmm. And we went to Corey's old church that he helped start, Agape. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a Wednesday night, and it was a night they were worshiping. They were doing American-style worship, mm-hmm. um, praising the Lord. The presence of God was so strong. And the, the deacons, there was no, no ministers present that night. They were all doing missions somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But the presence of God was so strong, it came down in the room. And my husband, uh, that we were on our honeymoon, he is on his knees crying for three hours. 
and me, I'm just seeing heaven open. I'm seeing like the throne of God. I don't see a face. I just see like this throne mm-hmm. and I know that it's God's throne and mm-hmm. there's tens of thousands of people standing around it worshiping. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is what worship is supposed to be like. This is what it's going to be like in heaven. Mm-hmm. This, and for me, it was, it changed me. It was like so beautiful, so joyous. It was real. God was yeah. real. Worship had a purpose. Mm-hmm. It honored him. It glorified him mm-hmm. and it changed me. Mm-hmm. And we came home, and we went and talked to Pastor Gog, and Corey told him, he said, I really feel like God is calling me to, to bring worship and praise into the Romanian community. He said it broke his heart because he saw a freedom in Romania for mm-hmm. worship and praise mm-hmm. that he did not see here in the Romanian churches in America. Mm-hmm. And it broke him. That's why he was crying. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Gog was so gracious. He said, yes, I will support you. And he has supported us since we've been ministering in this church um, 26 years now. And wow. he has supported worship and praise. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. But that's where my community came from. Mm-hmm. Tie that back into the whole purpose we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That is where the first place I came in and had a community yeah. That was this new worship team we were starting, and people that that uh, were had a love to sing. They didn't really understand what worship was about, so we got videos, we got books, mm-hmm. and we learned together. How, what does God call worship? What does the Bible say about it? Well, yeah. What's the purpose of it? How do you express it? And we started. Wow! Well, <laughs> so incredible. I got that a is... community. Yeah. <laughs> Um, along those same lines, how would you say someone can find that strong community of people? What are maybe some attributes to look for in certain individuals? Um, you know, this may sound like a flip answer, but it isn't. I think you can find Christian community anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just need to look for people who really love God, mm-hmm. whose heart is open to God, who or have humble spirits and more serving God yeah. and they're putting him first mm-hmm. and so you can see that anywhere you look anywhere mm-hmm. you find a Christian community you can find those people mm-hmm. um, that's that's my overreaching thing you're looking for somebody who um, has like that joy of the Lord has that peace has that love is not gossiping mm-hmm. all the time so for me, I would say like you, if you're visiting a new church, right, and you come in and you've, you've visited two or three weeks and nobody's talked to you or said <laughs> hi to you, yeah, yeah, and you don't feel God's presence there, maybe that's not a place to look for community, right? <laughs> number one. <laughs> Definitely. That's like my, my big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are they welcoming? Do you, do, are they joy, joyous? Do mm-hmm. they have peace? Yeah. yeah. Or does it feel like there's like an undercurrent there that just mm. does you don't have that peace of God mm-hmm. and if 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 you don't know what I'm talking about God gives you a peace when you walk with him, when mm-hmm. you're reading his word, when you're yeah. studying his word, mm-hmm. when you're getting to know who he is and you're spending time praying with him. There's a peace that comes mm-hmm. and you can go into a place and you can realize I don't feel that peace that I feel when I'm at home with God. 
yeah. when I'm talking with him or when mm-hmm. I'm just singing and worshiping, whether you're playing your own music and worshiping or you're playing on a, a song and you're worshiping with that or you're just, you know, maybe you don't sing. I, I say worship because that's my heart, worship mm-hmm. yeah. and prayer. But um, the attributes that I look for are people who are uh, friendly and outgoing. They are not, um, they're not looking for themselves they're looking for you, for other people. Yeah. They want to reach out. They want to extend the, the love of Jesus Christ to you, mm-hmm. extend their hand. Mm-hmm. They're looking to say, hey, what can I do to help you? What yeah. do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, the other thing that I look for is someone who keeps their word, mm-hmm. someone who's faithful. Yeah. If they say they're going to do something, they do it. If they commit to it, mm-hmm. then they follow through with it. And right. maybe maybe things get in the way, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not running away from you. They're just saying, hey, this is happening. It's okay. And mm-hmm. you're like, all right, right. no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, those, are, those are some of the things. But also somebody, not somebody who's preaching to you, because I think on a, uh, a one-on-one level, you don't need somebody preaching to you. Mm-hmm. You need someone living the example of the word of Christ in their life yeah, that good. you can see practically. Yes. Mm-hmm. How does that work? How do they treat people? And you can see that you know by the, are they talking about people? Or when they talk about people, are they saying good things? Mm-hmm. You know, what's their conversation? How, what are they focusing on? Are they more interested in themselves? And when they're talking to you, are they looking off at somebody else over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know how to explain yeah. that other than that. Yeah. For me, it's more, um, do I feel that they are present, that they really are genuine, and do they care? Are they, they and you can you can read phony people mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. And yes. Unfortunately, most people can, and uh, I think that what everyone is looking for are, are real, honest people who mm-hmm. are flawed, who are not perfect, but who love God, yes. who have the Word of God in their life to whatever level it is, and they're growing, mm-hmm. and they're committed, and they want to be a part of a body mm-hmm. to build it up, not tear yes. it down, yeah. and to encourage people, and to speak life over situations, to pray for you, mm-hmm. to come alongside, give you that hug when you're hurting, mm-hmm. because I think that's what Jesus Jesus came. He came and he reached out to people and he helped people who are hurting. He prayed for yeah. the sick. And they 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 recovered. I mean, if you can find a place where those things are happening, then you're solid. Yeah. If you find a place where you walk in the door and people are looking you up and down, wanting to know how long your skirt is and what yeah. you're wearing, and you know, oh yeah, you you kind of tend to say, you know, I can see that they don't want to know me. They want to judge how I look yeah Yeah. we know how that is all too well (laughs) and unfortunately I think within our community it's rare to find a place where you see this strong community from the start you Mm -hmm. know and that's one thing that drew us to this church Emmanuel Mm -hmm. from day one I remember Debbie you're one of the first people I talked to (laughs) I remember I I knew of you but I didn't know you. And I'm like, she looks really nice. So I was like, I'm just going to tell her I'm thinking of moving. And we had such a good conversation and it just felt like I was at home mm-hmm. and I knew nobody. Yeah, but I felt I like that. I've known them for mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. And it's something I hadn't seen at any church and I was like longing for so much. Yeah. And I feel like when people feel that, they realize, wow, this is part of 
mm-hmm. the church, you know. But yes. if you grew up not seeing it, you almost feel like every church is like that. Yeah. Like, what's community? What's mm-hmm. fellowship? You know. But yeah. that's why we really wanted to do this episode and mm-hmm. remind people of that. So that's awesome. I, I love that. That makes my heart <laughs> melt. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you too, Genesee. I know you've been quiet, but I know you're still here, <laughs> and you're over there shaking your head the whole time. So. <laughs> okay. Well. I won't be quiet right now. Okay, good. <laughs> Do you think everyone needs a community? And what does the Bible say about fellowship with others? Okay, let me um, let me find my what I think is um, a good resource for that. Excuse me. No, you're good. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. I want to say it right. Um, I would refer you honestly to Hebrews 10, uh, verse 24 specifically. And it says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So considering one another, thinking about one another. And it's not to criticize or to judge, but Mm -hmm. it's to stir up the love. Yeah. You know, so when you're considering somebody or you're praying about somebody or you're interested in somebody's life and you begin to you want to stir up the love, you start praying for them. Because mm-hmm. you can't pray for somebody with an honest heart and not eventually love them. Yeah. Yes. That's what gets me. You know, Jesus <laughs> tells us, love, you know, pray for those, your enemies. Pray for those who do evil to you. Yeah. But it's, and you're like, why? Mm-hmm. It's not, it changes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It changes your heart toward them. And you begin to see them as a person, that they have their own struggles, that they have their own problems, that maybe they don't, they've never been thinking that, you know, I should reach out and love. Maybe mm-hmm. they've never been taught that. Yeah. So it says in Hebrews 10, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Mm -hmm. So to me, that number one tells us why we need community. Mm. Number two, it's then on the 25th verse, it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Um, And then it goes on to say, but exhorting one another and even, and so much more as you see the day approach. So I think this is a, a perfect scripture that you could just say, yes, the Bible says community is mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. And you can also look at Genesis, um, God made man, right? Yeah. And then he said, it's not good for man to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but God says he made us in his image. Mm-hmm. And God is three persons. He's the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And they are in communion all the time. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in community. Yeah. If he needed community and he created us in his image, we How need much community. Yes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And and not just uh, physical, but spiritual, emotional. You know, mm-hmm. everything together. Yeah. So those would be my biblical basis for it. And now, what was your question, Genesee, about the <laughs> about? I, I got the Bible part. Yeah. But <laughs> you know my heart now. <laughs> um, do you think everyone needs to have that community? Oh, most definitely. God did not make us to be alone. Mm-hmm. He made us to live in community with each other. And that, communi- that community makes us whole. It, yeah. it yeah. holds that light up to us. It, you know, you need someone that you can trust, someone you can talk to, someone that you know has got your back and that will pray for you and intercede for you. And you need somebody to laugh with and to cry with and mm-hmm. to go through things. Yeah. And also, it, even in a broader sense, like the widows, they need if they have no bread... 
where do they go if they don't have community? If someone is sick and, and are they're in the hospital, they don't have finances, where do you go? You go to your community, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. And if you, that to me is the Christian community. God created us to serve one another, to love one another. Yeah. And, and bringing our t- talents and using our talents for God to make the community better, to serve the community, to glorify God, which we mm-hmm. talked about in the beginning. Right. There's so many talents out there. There's cooking, there's, you know, <laughs> cleaning. <laughs> oh yeah well okay. what a talent <laughs> yes <laughs> it's necessary trust me <laughs> um i watch our ladies in the kitchen that cook and, and they cook so deliciously and, and yes. i wish they would let me in because i could learn something <laughs> i'm so thankful for that <laughs> yes. i know right but they also do the cleaning too yeah. they're the ones scrubbing the floors yeah. and they're they're praying while they're doing it they're worshiping they're praying they're having community there mm-hmm. you see them they do the heavy lifting together mm-hmm. you know not one is above the other and i think that should be shown in in the rest of the community whether that's in the sunday school or in the mm-hmm. worship team or in the brass band in yeah. the um you know the young people's ministries in in every area every facet Mm -hmm. yeah this might sound like um a silly question in a sense i like silly questions don't worry (laughs) (laughs) what are things you would do with this community of people you know i think some people think friends are reserved for having fun and then there's like your community and you like only pray with them or you only yeah. you're only serious quote unquote you know but is it just that safe space to open up or can you just have fun and hang out together um and there I'm guessing there's probably different types of communities and fellowship but tell well, us the, a little yeah. bit about that so there's the inner circle of course and the outer circle and um I think that what you look at first is what is the purpose of that community that you're in? Mm-hmm. Do you all have like a goal? So when I'm with the prayer team or when I'm, I'm uh, interceding for the church and for the pastors and for the destiny of Emmanuel and for the young girls that I'm with or that I care about or my family or prayer needs that have come in over the internet, um, when we come together, our focus is on the needs of other people. So we're not really looking at our needs. So we we're more um, God. What are you What are you calling us to this time? What do we need to do? We we talk, we visit, but we're more focused on getting into God's presence and getting in the Word and standing on His Word and and caring about and reaching out to other people. Mm-hmm. And there's a structure to that. You know, it's it's not just do what you want. There is structure in that. Um, but while we're meeting for those purposes we have a focus and a common goal and we're working together to achieve that and so Mm -hmm. you feel that like you have a purpose you've you've worked together it's not one person doing it alone and and how it all fits as a whole so that is more intense but then you know once you're done praying you sit and you talk and you visit again and you you check in with each other and you see how everyone's going if you have time so to me, that's probably more intense. Um, my friends, like um, the ones that I go shopping with, are the ones are, are the ones that I we go the as a group. We'll go, you know, do things mm-hmm. together. That's more fun. But within that group are my friends that I actually go in their homes. So I spend time. Right talking with them I help them clean I help them cook or they come over and they they help me with those things or um, somebody that I've just you know hang out with 
to, to do things and we pray together and, and we have fun. But yeah. for me, you're going to, in my life, I find that I always end up talking about God and praying with people. And it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> it because is. that's my heart, as you girls know. Yeah, God yes. should be at the center of everything. He is. And, and when I, this is in a Christian community, when, I, when I'm working in the Christian community or mm-hmm. I'm in the Christian community. And so I love it that, that Emmanuel Church gives you opportunities to, to do ministry in um, prayer, to minister in the kitchen. I don't get to do that. They won't let me, but <laughs> I do try to clean up the tables. So. <laughs> but also to work with the young ladies and to talk to them and yeah. be available and pray mm-hmm. for them and care about them because there's so many things they're going through that I've had experience in. And maybe there's something I can dovetail into where they're at. Maybe I can't tell them what to do, but I can say, hey, this is what how I walked through it and how, what God did for me at that time. And I'll pray for you, for God to give you the wisdom or the help. Or can I help you? Do you need something from me? Yeah. What resources do I have that you need? Mm-hmm. And maybe there's something there that I can do for them. So that's, that's serving um, uh, to a younger generation mm-hmm. because it says in the Bible that the elder the older ladies are to teach right. the mm-hmm. younger women to love mm-hmm. so what does that mean that means we don't really always know how to love mm-hmm. and we we need to be taught by somebody who's lived it who understands what love is and yeah. sees it from a different perspective yes and i think that's important um I don't know. Anything no, yes, else? but that's good. <laughs> that's good. I just want to say for those of you who don't know Debbie, you need to get to know Debbie because she and I, I remember telling Jen like she has to do this episode because if you know her, you just know there's something about every time you need a hug or you just need an yeah. encouraging word. It's like she, I don't know, you just know, and it Holy you Spirit. yeah yes. and you let well I do know but. Yeah, God definitely um, anointed you with that gift. Yes, and just such a, like, you love Jesus so much, and anyone who knows you can see that. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate we the love kind you words. Lots. We love I you. I love you guys so much. I'm thankful for you in my lives. I'm blessed to know you and to love you guys and to get to be a part of your lives. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for Thank all you, you so do. Much. Yeah. Um, so this is our last question for you. It's a little bit more personal, but um, how has having a community like this blessed you and personally, blessed you personally, and what are the benefits that came out of being in this fellowship with others? So this community specifically, Emmanuel, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It has been the most wonderful surprise God has ever given me. Mm-hmm. Um, I... In the beginning, there was a time of crushing that happened, and in that crushing, um, I've I learned that I could find bitterness in me, mm-hmm. and, and I don't have to explain that. Like I, I went through my whole life, I, joy of the Lord, peace, everything great, and then there came a time coming into this community where I, I thought I understood, I thought I knew, but there came times when people judged me or looked at me differently mm-hmm. or um, said things to hurt me N- not 
I don't think it was because they they hated me or anything like that, but those things, they crushed me, and God used those things Mm -hmm. to show me inside of me that I could get hurt, I could be bitter, I could have anger, um, I could have hard feelings, and what God wanted to do is to crush those things out of me, Mm -hmm. because each one of us, we have things in us that the enemy can use to hurt us mm-hmm. and if we don't get rid of those things by bringing ourselves into submission under the will of Jesus Christ and pick up our cross every day and follow him we could let those things destroy our walk with Jesus mm-hmm. yeah. and and it says um, in Psalms David talks about I quieted my soul yeah well my soul is my desires what I want like oh they can't treat me like that or why are they acting like that towards mm-hmm. me I, you know I don't deserve that <laughs> And instead, God is saying, hey, step back, grab that that hurt, grab that pain, and just bring it to me. And ask me to heal it. Ask me mm-hmm. to restore it. Ask me to take the pain away and give you love for that person. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the love I have, but I've, I, I've gone through that process of realizing that each person is is got woundings. Each person mm-hmm. has things that they've grown up with in their lives. They've, it's not been easy. Their, yeah. their growing is not easy. They've had pain and they've had suffering. And if I can find a way to say, hey, Debbie, settle down. Mm-hmm. Don't let, let it go. Mm-hmm. Give it to God and forgive them and begin to pray for them or love them. And that crushing that came is a part of that process. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, it, I think it was coming to a new level in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not not just the growing up in the church being loved and loving but also understanding what people's pain can be um and and even for me for my father i lost him at the age of 10 Mm -hmm. and so there was there were abandonment issues that wasn't his fault Mm -hmm. he loved jesus he died of a heart attack and um you know those those painful things you know so some of that crushing that came um, came from my own pain mm-hmm. uh, from having lost my my father so young so different things like that um, and this community even with that happening like it wasn't everybody it was mm-hmm. just one or two you know they didn't like the worship they mm-hmm. they felt um, threatened by the worship and praise that was happening mm-hmm. and um, I think that that was hard for them hard for them to accept that God was moving forward and the new generation was coming with their new worship and what they wanted to give to God and what they Mm -hmm. wanted to bring to God. And the older generation felt threatened by it. And our heart, Corey and I's heart, was to bring Moses and David together Mm. to worship together, to reach out to the to the elderly community to, to reach out to the past and to reach the future mm-hmm. and pioneer a way forward that both could go in to worship and to be welcomed into praise yes. and not to be excluded from it yeah. Yeah. and that was not an easy place to walk mm-hmm. definitely but it's where God put us mm-hmm. and many days um uh, honestly many days you know at the end of service we would look at each other and we would say are we gonna be here tonight? And we would say, let's go pray. Mm. Let's ask God. Because mm-hmm. bottom line, it's not us, it's not our work, it's not 
who we think we're supposed to be. It's who God called us to be. God yeah. called us to this church. God gave us a work to do. He gave us a pastor who supported it. And our job was to humble ourselves and mm-hmm. say, God, are you done with us here? Is this all you want? Have we accomplished what you called us to do? Is it time for us to leave? Because we're hurting so bad. Mm-hmm. We've been attacked so much. And I know you said, count it all joy. <laughs> <laughs> People revile you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. Mm-hmm. And it's that submitting yourself and your needs and your pain and your hurt to God one more time and saying, God, what do you have? And then we would hear from God, and we would get up, and we would be joyful again, and we'd be there at the next service with our hands raised. Mm-hmm. And I think probably a lot of pastors go through that. <laughs> <laughs> but that crushing process, it brought out a sweeter oil in me, mm-hmm. a, a sweeter depth that would never have happened. So I think when you ask, that's the thing that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I learned to love the Romanian community so much and I will tell you freely now my joy is when I'm in Emmanuel Church in my place Mm -hmm. worshiping lifting my hands when I'm praying when I'm here in church when I'm in the prayer room my joy is 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 being here ministering this is where I feel complete and Mm -hmm. I would never have had that had I not walked through the doors and said yes to God Mm -hmm. to marrying Coco and to being and to letting go of my support group my yeah. community that I grew up with mm-hmm. and that loved me so much and come to a place where I didn't know the language, where I had to learn the new language. And as you guys know, I can sing in Romanian now and I do speak Romanian, but not fluently. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I do understand pretty good. That's good. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, I, I would not have the walk with God that I have now, the joy that I have now, the peace, the understanding, the ability to walk through what's coming had I not said yes to this community. Yeah. And I love I love that I have sisters in Christ who love mm-hmm. me, who hold me up, who pray for me, who hold me accountable, mm-hmm. who help me when I'm in trouble. And um, they, I, I saw so many people that just truly loved me through the, the um, my mother's sickness in, mm-hmm. 20, in 19, 2020 and her death and everything that went through. Mm-hmm. And I just... I wouldn't have had that kind of community had I not come here. Yeah. And I love the Romanian people so much, and I'm so thankful for them. And I love their heart for God. I love their commitment. I love that when they put themselves into it, they give everything. They mm-hmm. don't hold anything back. They're passionate, mm-hmm. amazing, yeah. amazing people. And I'm thankful to be considered part Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Debbie, thank you so, so much um, for joining us in today's episode. We hope that this episode really encouraged all of you out there listening to really seek out godly fellowship and community. It definitely was a great reminder and encouragement to us, Mm -hmm. um, just understanding how important and impactful that community can be. So thank you again. And um, be sure to tune in next week as we dive into mentors and mentorship. Y'all definitely don't want to miss that episode. And as always, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our Instagram page to stay up to date with all that's happening. Never hesitate to reach out with topic and guest suggestions, feedback you guys might have, or if you guys just want to say hi, we'd love to connect with you all. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll be back next Thursday. Bye! Bye.